Bullet Club. everybody welcome to another great edition of elite wrestling audio this is your 2021 hard to kill post show it's your boy val cisco aka lucha val cisco and with me as always my tag team partner mr baba yaga himself jay brands how you doing <laughs> oh i'm chilling brother i love the intro <laughs> i'm good man this is this the first podcast for 2021 I believe kind of second? it's like it's like a 1.5 because we did our yeah. our 2020 review show. So this is like our first official oh, yeah. pay-per-view review show right here 2021. So I'm excited. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. So, bro, I, I, I apologize. I just got the old brain fart, you know, just Googling shit over here. The New Japan, <laughs> Takahashi and shit. Mm-hmm, <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. And today we may not be talking about Takahashi, but we're talking about a little pay-per-view that's been. Uh, making the airwaves uh, in the wrestling community, this is Hard to Kill, a a Impact Wrestling pay-per-view with a cross-promotion main event featuring the likes of Kenny Omega, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, with the TNA, well, sorry, look at me, TNA, the Impact oh, yeah. Wrestling. Throwback. I know, right? <laughs> Use their government. The Impact <laughs> Wrestling um, World Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers, taking on the Impact Wrestling World Champion, Rich Swan, Chris Saban, and a late replacement, but a great replacement, and I'll say it correctly now, the TNA World Heavyweight champion moose um bro i I was hyped going into this for the last couple of weeks i was hyped the day of and when i left this pay-per-view i was still right on the high what about you bro uh the same i would say the same because impact has been putting on these little you know kind of like wwe network on their network pay-per-views and stuff like that so i mean yeah I was excited. I was even more happy for the addition of Moose to the main event because, like, the build-up to it, I was kind of like, eh, some of these people look out of place. But, yeah. I mean, overall, I was kind of excited, though. Impact always delivers. So, yeah. Yes, it does. And we're going to deliver on our review of this right here. Guys, Car to Kill coming out of Tennessee. Guys, we got to talk about this because not just... And this is not your, your run-of-the-mill impact show right here. They tried to do a couple of different things, and I do appreciate it. Did they all hit? I'm not too sure, but one of the biggest improvements, or maybe distractions, however way you want to look at it, was the addition to the crowd voices in the background. How did you feel yes. about them kind of pulling the WWE move and using or utilizing like the i wouldn't say fake, but well, yeah, we can say fake, the fake crowd noises. Yeah, fake. Yeah. <laughs> um it was cool it was welcome because i want to watch impact with fans you know i think i I, that's what that's what's missing in impact so it was cool i I don't mind it one bit at first i was like kind of bugged out i was like am i hearing fake fan noise you know but i mean i like it i mean it's always not the authentic thing but it's cool how did you feel about it 
Uh, you know what? Um, something needed to change in the Skyway Studios in Nashville, Tennessee, and whether it was adding people or just some, something there to make noise, or even just the the um, the crowd noises that they they added. Something needed to change, and you know what? I was happy with this. You know, it's it's subtle, it's different, mm-hmm. but um, I caught you I, off guard. It did, and it shows me progression in a way. It shows me that they're looking ahead of 2021. They're saying, okay, we're going to try to implement new things to our brand. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. It was a welcome addition, I won't lie. Um, another welcome addition right here. We have new commentary team. We, we announced it on our all our pages already, but we got to hear him for the first time working together. Your boy on the commentary booth, a two-man team, which I always adore. Matt mm-hmm. Stryker and D'Lo Brown provide the commentary for the rest of the night and will be providing commentary um, just going forward in Impact Wrestling. So your thoughts on this duo? Uh, I won't lie. I'll be the I'll be the outcasting the weird one. I did like uh, Josh Matthews and Madison's Reign interaction together. You know, obviously they're a couple in real life. They're married. So sometimes you would see them take jabs at each other and stuff like that. So I, I appreciated that. Um, were they the best team? No, but I mean, I appreciated them as far as for D'Lo Brown and Matt Stryker. Um, it's cool. It works. I like it. I enjoy it. You know, it's familiar voices, voices that we know from the past, WWE as well and stuff like that. So I like it. I can get down with it. Um, you know, D'Lo's kind of like that, you know, the anti-heel as, you know, strikers, the one that has all the knowledge and everything. So I like it. I enjoyed it. I was laughing because he was a little bit too hype and he was messing up <laughs> a little bit, you know. <laughs> he was like, I apologize. So that is just so amazing. But I enjoyed it. I know you're not kind of keen maybe on like, or are you keen on both guys? Um, so I, I welcomed it at first. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean everybody knows from listening to this podcast i wasn't the biggest fan of madison and josh josh Mm -hmm. um moving on to bigger and better things when it comes to impact wrestling as the elite producer role and madison rain announcing that she is fully retired from professional wrestling she's going to focus on other things outside of wrestling including her family so um that was interesting as well too but i've always been a fan of matt striker whether his work um you know whether it's his work in mexico whether it's his work in lucha underground hell his work in wwe i i really feel like he he has a voice of the boys in the background like he is, is yeah. it's it's different from excalibur i feel like excalibur is a voice for indie wrestling um matt striker is a is is the voice for I don't know, man. Just for the, for that for that unique locker room, like he's not a guy that's gonna be talking about Tope Suicidas all day. But at the same time, mm-hmm. he has a lot of knowledge, and he's not afraid to dip into the well of other organizations and talk about that. You know, mm-hmm. New Japan, you know, ROH, NWA. He makes references to you know from wrestlers from the 1960s and feuds mm-hmm. as well too from wrestling's past so as a historian as your teacher matt striker i always felt like he had something different but very knowledgeable when it comes to a broadcast commentator doodle brown mm-hmm. eh. i thought you i wait my fault i thought you said doodle brown <laughs> <laughs> i was like wait. i was like don't Dilo, play no, man <laughs> brown i always love Dilo. Dilo's always been my dude you're looking at the real deal now um, yeah. and they even threw out a light, nice little callback to his chest protector in his WWF chest, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did <laughs> um, appreciate that. <laughs> I think D'Lo, give him a couple of weeks and he'll get into the routine. I think both of them as well, too. I think, um, at Hard to Kill, both of them were trying to find their groove together. Mm-hmm. And 
in some points they were, in some points they did they miss some spots, but I feel like it's a huge improvement. I feel like the the emotion and the excitement is there. I think that was the only yeah. criticism I could give to Josh Matthews. Is I felt like he was there for monotone. a paycheck, very yeah. much monotone. Like even with mm-hmm. the biggest things happening, he'd be like, "Oh my, look, that's happening." I'm like, "No, like yeah. sell it to me, make me mm-hmm. believe that this is real." And half the time, it's the commentators that make you feel that this sport is real. And I feel like these two gentlemen are going to do a great job with that. Because, mm-hmm, you know, that's their job to big up the, the the guys in the ring or the women in the ring. So, you know, you have to sell them or you have to downplay them, you know, to this or whatever it is. You got to it, it's symbiotic, you know, so you got to big them up, play them down, however you want to do it. But, um, yeah, I think the, the most emotion we've seen from Josh Matthews is when. Jordan Grace smacked the shit out of fucking <laughs> <laughs> in the back of the head. Yeah, that he was just rolling off script like, man. <laughs> like, hey, hey but, yeah. calm down, buddy. But it was funny. But like, I had to like look at it like, yeah. this is your product, bro. Yeah, gotta be serious. <laughs> Bro, I don't think I don't think that nobody could have been serious at that moment, bro. You just got a fresh <laughs> cut. <laughs> but um, it's it's a welcome addition, like you said. It's definitely something that you can see them. They're taking their organization serious come 2021. They're taking this cross promotion serious in 2021, and they're trying to step up their game. So you know, all around, make this cross promotion. Yep, yep. Exciting. I agree. I agree. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. The first match of the night, bro. Not too sure if this was the correct match to start. Impact Wrestling's pay per view, first pay per view 2021. Um, I only say that because you have so many new eyes on Impact Wrestling, and especially with an AEW audience or just a pro wrestling audience that may have not been interested in Impact Wrestling and is watching this for the first time, you know, I'm not too sure this is, like, the gimmick you want to start off with. Like, honestly, in my head, Canon, I know you didn't get a chance to watch the pre-show, but I would have enjoyed Brian Myers and uh, Josh Alexander as well, too, as a a nice old-school wrestling match compared to... I don't know. I mean, the matches um, Decay reuniting together with um, Rosemary and Crazy Steve taking on the team of Caleb McKay and Danelle Dashwood. Um, when I say gimmick match, it really was a gimmick match, bro. It wasn't like your traditional like mixed gender tag team match. It was a lot of selfies here and there and missed here and there and some things just didn't click at times and I don't know, like I have my thoughts, but what about you? Do you think this was a correct approach to start off the pay-per-view? I actually enjoyed this match. I think it was the perfect match to start off the pay-per-view because it just kind of shows, you know, first of all, you're bringing back, I mean, we saw the little caveat of Decay, you know, on Impact, but you're bringing back a group that's, you know, has a lot of fans still, I'm assuming, this Decay, you know, so you're bringing them back for the first time in four years on your pay-per-view so i think that's what they did that for to grab people real quick yes it was gimmicky you know but we're in an age where sometimes people obviously love gimmicks and stuff like that and a little bit of stupidity and quirkiness um i did appreciate more decay in this match than caleb with a k and Snow dashwood with all the selfies and stuff like that and hell i know they put it in number one because every time you saw a Tennille dashwood angle it was at her cheeks <laughs> so that's why that's how they sold hard to kill it and they got people into it but um I, I think it was kind of cool for me also to see Rosemary completely different, covered up, a different makeup, and seeing Decay once again. That you you heard me text you like, wait, what the fuck? Hold on, Decay, wait, what's going on here? So, um, 
I think just I, I get you. You have new eyeballs to your product. Maybe you should have opened up with a a more serious match. Like, hey, we're Impact Wrestling. We're serious, you know. But sometimes you got to open it with a little gag match. And I was all for this, and I think the match was great. And it, for me, it was. Perfect Let me ask you match. this: um, we, we all love Rosemary here, Crazy Steve. I feel like. He needs something to progress the gimmick because I feel like he's just been this like psychotic clown for like the last four years and nothing's really come out of yeah. that. Caleb with a K, I'm on the fence for. He, he's great at what he's doing, so I don't mind him that much. What I actually, I have not a problem, but I just don't understand Impact's investment with Neil Dashwood. Um, she's been on and off with the Impact yeah. roster for about three, almost three years already. And she really hasn't made any kind of waves or updated her character whatsoever. If anything, her character is still the character she left WWE with, with the All About Me, the Emma gimmick. And there mm-hmm. hasn't been progression whatsoever besides Caleb Fouquet. Her match quality hasn't been outstanding. And I don't know. I just feel like this influence gimmick yeah. has, it's a little passe. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, bro. Her match qualities are subpar. She's not a great wrestler. I'll get a, I'll get the heat. Uh, you can give me the heat, but she's not a great wrestler. Like I see her, um, I don't want to be brutally honest, but she's just another pretty face. You know, she's she's she has something, but maybe she hasn't discovered it yet. Maybe she hasn't maybe traveled, or maybe she hasn't just sat in inside a box like who's Tennille Dashwood. Like you said, this is still the same gimmick from WWE. Now you're just different with an influencer. So. I, I think it's just a complete package and the end ring doesn't doesn't sell me bro honestly it looks a little lethargic slow botchy at times very amateurish still for all the time she's been in there so that's that's what i think it's her problem and that's why they haven't really committed and elevated her because you look at her peers you have you know jordan grace you have like rosemary you have ty valkyrie you have perrazzo and sue young and stuff like that you got to nail dashwood so I think that's why they're yeah. on the ropes. Are. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very weird with her. I, I do think that she can go like as far as wrestling if if they put her in that position to be a wrestler. But I feel that maybe she just doesn't want to wrestle, bro. Maybe she enjoys this like little gimmick maybe. of just not getting injured, having a couple of like butterfly matches. You know, you're gonna sneak one here and there. <laughs> I mean, it's not making waves it's not making a quote-unquote impact and when i look at the women's division i totally forget about her because she's always like either in or out she reminds me of um your boy eddie edwards uh his wife where i feel like she's not really into women's division but yeah. she's on impact she's in that role yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely they're in that same role i mean actually they were mm-hmm. beefing not too long ago they dropped stuff, it for rosemary so, um they dropped it for rosemary exactly so i mean yeah very very hot and cold like you said maybe that's what it is maybe she just is fine getting by you know and she's just fine uh being an influencer you know posting her pictures on gram and just chilling yeah. and being safe that, yeah. that, that's i say that but i feel like the wrong team went over in my opinion man mm, you can't bring back the k after four okay. years okay all right yeah um, yes so, but like yeah. i also have to say like it's not like they were gone though. Like Rosemary's has been hanging out with Taya and Crazy Steve. Yeah, it's been crazy, crazy Steve. Steve doing Wrestle House. So it's like it's it's not <laughs> like they were like gone or had this excursion somewhere else. They've just been around. They're just coming back together to team up. Yeah. I feel like if you really want to have some kind of investment, 
well, not so much with Tennille, but I think Caleb Fouquet could be something. Like he could, he has like rock star spud quality, like comedy if you really push it. And yeah. I think that's the star in the making here. But I feel like you're you're jobbing these two out, who probably need the most work. Rosemary doesn't need any work. You could put her in any role; she's fantastic. Crazy Steve, you could throw him back in the X division, and he's just fine. But those two are lost in the sauce. Yeah. Yeah, but I I still think that you know it, the bringing back the K is kind of like bringing back Sue Young. Sue Young yeah. is a fucking epic character, so that's you know of course you're not gonna lose. That's kind of like Undertaker, but um I think that's all it was. I mean maybe this is something that they could revisit along the line, taking the loss. You know they they can sit here, Caleb with a K can actually go down the line be like no it's neil you're a joke all you want to do is take selfies you know i was actually trying to make a name for me in that match then i got hit with the mist yada 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 could revisit him and crazy steve so i mean there, there, there's things that come okay. out of here okay well. i can see that i can see that let's get on to the next match over here match number dose old school rules we have the mix-up team tommy <laughs> dreamer rhino and cousin jake taking on the 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 newly formed with, with violent by design, by <laughs> Eric design, Young, yeah. <laughs> Cody Deaner. Well, he's not Cody Deaner anymore. He's just Deaner. Uh, Riddle Deaner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like yo. I, every time I see him, sorry. Every time I see him, I think about these oh, yes. forgotten sons. Deaner. Like he looks like he fits in forgotten. Straight up, like the anorexic <laughs> version too. Uh, and then of course. <laughs> Okay, we could talk about Virtuoso later on, but the fashionista of the group over here, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Handlebar Mustache, Cowboy Hat Wearing, Chinchilla Fur Coat, Cowboy Boots Making Dusty Rose Proud, Joe Doring, bro, what the hell? <laughs> this, this, this is like, this is like, this is like, um, Jake the Snake living his alter fucking <laughs> ego, bro, because he looks just like Jake the Snake. And he's just, bro. I, I I lost it. I'm like, bro, like, wait, wait, not wait. I'm like, he has a chinchilla on. Okay, cool. Are those cowboy boots, <laughs> bro, looking like a derelict fucking pimp from the fucking Lagunas of Tennessee. Now, now shit, I get bro. it. I get what he's kind of trying to do, like the cow. Please enlighten like the me. cowboy boots and the cowboy hat. It really reminds me of like. Stan Hansen, Bradshaw kind of character. I get that. It's just the fur coat that threw it off, though, man. That's what yeah. killed me. I mean, yeah, if you wanted to... I, I get what you're saying. If you wanted to do something like that, bro, come out with the typical yeah. little leather vest, man. Come out with a tassel vest and something, and that's it. And you have that look, you know? But, like, you're literally <laughs> by design. Like, you're trying to be fresh out here, fresh bro. Fresh by design. Like, <laughs> bro, give me your views on this match because when I see this match on paper, I wasn't for it. Um, being old school rules, I think, first of all, maybe the fact that it was old school rules made me even more not enjoy the match. Like, it should have been straight up tags as opposed to just, you know, a tornado, everybody in there. Um, have at it, because this match was, man, in my opinion, and I wasn't you know, for it. It's hard because they want to capitalize a lot on the ECW nostalgia, and you have two originals in this match of Tommy Dreamer and Rhino, um, you want to capitalize on that nostalgia somehow. So I get it, but I think you're right, man. I think, I think the story alone was good enough not to have an Extreme Rules match or an Old School Rules match. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, I think 
the gimmicks and the props were just useless in this match, in my opinion, especially knowing yeah. that we had a hardcore fucking match later on in, in, in the evening, which was more violent and more crazy than this match could ever be. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Maybe if this was a regular six-man tag match, Joe Doring wouldn't have been exposed. I feel like the longer he was in the ring and the camera was on him, the more I was unimpressed by him. There's a spot I remember specifically where, like, I forget who dives out. It has to be somebody. Somebody dives out, right? Hits Eric Young and it hits Joe Doring. Joe Doring doesn't even fall. He just, like, like, walks backwards up the ramp and then, like, slowly walks down with a headache. And stands down, stands up for at least about five minutes doing nothing. Like this all Japan monster that everybody's talking about. And I appreciate Matt Stryker for building him up. Absolutely did nothing for me in this match yeah. whatsoever. Bro, Matt Stryker was selling him over to a T, talking about he's the yeah, best sure. kept secret. I'm like, nah, this secret <laughs> got exposed. Cause like you said, as the longer the camera was on him, I was just like, Oh, you're nothing. You, you, you supposedly you're the savage that was wrecking in Japan, and we know Japan is to a high standard. But no, bro. Like, yeah. I, and I'm not. And I'm not for the Diener. I mean, the the Joe Dorian thing. I'm, bro. The fact that they paired him up with Eric Young, or Eric Young paired up with him, is beyond me. Because Eric Young was Gucci when he came into Impact, and this. Yeah. Is, bro, yeah I think everything I about know. this this little stable, the violent that by design, is a little meh. Like. I, I get what they're doing, but like, I think the only one that looks committed to this is probably Diener, and I get it. Like, he, you know, yeah, because this is probably is, his chance. But, like, but even though, like, this, I feel yeah. like he went so extreme that, like, if this doesn't work out, bro, you're lost in the sauce without no hair. <laughs> like, like <laughs> bro, like you committed. I was gonna say, bro. Yeah, you went full boogeyman pulling out your teeth, bro. I feel bad. Like, if nothing comes out of this, I'm glad they won. But if nothing comes out of this, like, shit, bro. You're lost. You lost in the sauce. And not only that, you just lost your hair, like you said, bro. I mean, overall, I was unimpressed by the match. It wasn't that good of a match. It was sloppy. Like you said, Diener got it. I mean, why keep confusing him? Dorian got exposed. Um, You said the right team went over. I mean, I, I look at it this way. The only person that really impressed me in this match was Cousin Jake. I see a lot of upside on him. You know, mm-hmm. he's a big, burly dude. And if he drops the comedy, I think he could make a wave in Impact Wrestling um, as a singles competitor. I think we're going to get that that Diener, <laughs> um, um Cousin Jake singles match pretty soon as well, too. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy Dreamer, he's always great. Like, Tommy Dreamer, I can't say anything bad about him because... He does so much in the wrestling business, whether it's an impact, whether it's AEW, whether it's ROH, Charles the Hardcore, WWE. He dips in time to time NXT. Like this guy is like a world traveler, probably one of the last world travelers that we're ever gonna have, too. So I appreciate him. Rhino, happy to be there. Um, you know, that sloppy chair yeah. shot that you said it was like Hulk Hogan-esque. <laughs> Bro, yeah. <laughs> I was like, look at you getting your best Hulk Hogan esque share shot in, bro. I was laughing. But yeah. Oh man. But yeah, he's definitely happy to be there. Um, but I do agree with you with um cousin Jake. Uh he reminds me a lot of you know who he reminds me of? And uh, he reminds me of Joe Coffey from NXT UK. He has that body built, that yeah. frame, and that stature. And he can be a monster, bro. I agree with you. I, yeah. I saw it yesterday. I'm like, and I think the red team went over because I feel like they have more to gain as a new stable. 
Um, if you're trying to build up mm-hmm. Dorian somehow, if you're trying to build up Diener, and you're trying to make Eric Young this maniacal leader, then a win like this has to happen. And of course, the good guys can get their their comeuppance later on. Um, one thing I, I will say, I did love the commentary. I feel like sometimes simple is more. I love the fact that we establish in this fight, here are our good guys, here are our bad guys, have at it. So you as an audience member know, okay, these are like the bad dudes. Even though this guy looks semi-crazy, this guy's called a rhinoceros. These are the good guys. This is the bad guy <laughs> right here. Word. I, I, I feel you. The commentary was on point. And that was the one where he brought up the homage mm-hmm. to the chest play, right? In this match, I think it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The commentary was on point, man. I, I will admit that. But the match, eh, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with it, bro. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just, a, I get you. You want to put violent by design over, but I just look at them and I look like at it. I just see it even more. Uh, their elite yeah. retribution. <laughs> We're gonna have to see exactly what they do in the next couple of weeks to see if they can capitalize on this. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Agreed. Go for so, it. I was because I know this is like I think your most disappointing match of the evening, even more than the last one. Yes, yes. Have at it. Go I, for I, it. In the last, in the in the last match, you said the right team went over. In this match, the wrong team went over. Um, this was uh, for the women's uh, impact tag team titles, you know, the finals for the knockout title, uh, where we saw another fucking um, team team name, right? They were never called Fire and Flavor, Tasha. I think Steals they were announced Hogan, right? Fire and Flavor. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the name that much. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Fire and Flavor going up against Nevaeh and Havoc, man. And I was disappointed. I was disappointed. I mean, of course, we saw Fire and Flavor or Flavor and Fire pick up the win. I believe the wrong team went over. I'm, I'm not I'm not like our friend Jeremy where it has to be believable, but it has to be damn near good yeah. for, for, for the smaller person to go over the bigger person, especially when the bigger person was dominating the whole fucking match with a meh finish and just the way it... What was it that she hit her with? with like, yeah, uh, I think that freaking um, your boy um, Elias does all the time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Elias one, and honestly, you were talking about, and I feel as well as Joe Dorian got exposed, I feel that, I mean, she she picked it up a notch a little bit towards the end of the match, but Tasha Steels, I feel she got exposed as well a bit, bro, I, I always vouch for her, but I didn't see much yesterday. I don't know if it was just the dancing partners, but she looked very out of it. Uh, Kara Hogan was doing a better job than her, everybody else, but she was the one that maybe she had something on her mind or she was out of it, but she didn't, she didn't, she looked lost in the souls, bro, honestly. And for them to carry the tag traps over who I think Nevaeh and Havoc, both teams, don't get me wrong, have been putting on fucking work for the, for the division, but I think Nevaeh and Havoc, I mean, way more work. Go for and, it. Yeah, no, and, and, and I'm I'm still flabbergasted, bro. They would have been perfect inaugural champions. They could have held these titles yeah, for a minute. Yeah, this is um, weird because um, it, I'm not sure if it was Dancy Partners or not because Havoc and Nevaeh look look like professionals in and out that ring. They they look like stars yeah. coming into the ring. The wrestling was crisp. They 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 wrestled the way that they're built too, mm-hmm. which I love. Like <laughs> as much as like I'm a fan mm-hmm. of like, you know, Moose doing a moonsault, sometimes I do enjoy 
that big person doing like big powerhouse moves. I appreciate that. Havoc was doing incredible moves. I loved her, like her fallaway slam yes. to both ladies at the same time was great. Um, Bay yeah. was great as like the, this technical powerhouse, like someone that does like enough technical work but still has that strength to beat the shit out of you. I think they were on on, mm-hmm. on a different level than these two other ladies. And I maybe it's nerves, maybe it's maybe yeah. it's the, the style, maybe the story that they were telling was like that underdog story, you know, like we'll get beat up so bad, but we'll sneak away with the win. Um, but that didn't even happen either because they got beat yeah. up, they came out of nowhere. Yeah they get that swinging neck breaker and it was just so lackadaisical not even the commentary yeah. team was like is that it oh well there they won i'm like huh maybe they didn't even know what the finish <laughs> yeah. was they were like oh okay i guess that finished mm-hmm. we're here <laughs> mm-hmm. i i think they're just trying to capitalize on this this um this hip-hop trend this urban culture trend you know where we've seen this in WWE, where we've seen it in AW, where even in Diamante, where it's just a trend with the Street Profits. It's just a trend that I feel that they're trying to capitalize on. That's it. It's just because they have that urban mystique to them. Because, bro, levels to this shit. Like you said, there's levels to this. Havoc and Nevea out wrestled yeah. these women from pillar to post, and they got pinned. I'm like, nah, bro. Right there, it took a little bit of wind out of my sails i won't lie same here i I feel like the chase is so much better than actually gaining it and being champion and i feel like you know hogan and steels would have been great baby faces chasing the chat the the champions but yeah and just getting but here's the thing too we already know that havoc and nevay are heels they flat out are heels they beat the shit Mm -hmm. out of people they jump you they're heels i love it you can't say that Mm -hmm. about like Hogan and, and Steels because they're like <laughs> nobody take this the wrong way but like they're like the ratchet chicks like always talking smack <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say it for you they the ratchet dirty <laughs> water drinking <laughs> chicks bro and that's what I we grew up know. with but like it's hard to like determine yeah. like if these are your baby face teams that you want to rock with it's like you should give them like a sympathetic role but even in last week's impact taping they were um you know talking all this nonsense you have to have like the bigger better team yoke them up and like yo show the fuck out um that says a lot about your champions yeah. right there like i the shades of gray I'm, I'm a fan of shades of gray when it works out well but with these two characters you need to establish are they heels are they baby faces if they're gonna be heels you don't have a lot of baby faces for them to work with and if they're yeah. baby faces yeah. they're not the best they're not sympathetic i'm not rooting for them whatsoever mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you, if they're baby faces, like you said, you're gonna want to root for them to lose, and you're actually low key turning the Bay Havoc yeah. into your faces. I mean, into you know your baby faces and stuff like that. So it's yeah, man. It's I don't know. I'm I'm unimpressed. They don't feel like a team. They feel like a. I mean, even though we've seen them put in work months in months out, but they still don't feel like a cohesive unit as Havoc and Novea. And then you give them this name, Fire and Flavor, or Flavor and Fire, or whatever it is. I mean, bro, it still sounds bush compared You know what to it sounds like? Mayor, bro. I, I still I have what? to wrap my head around it every time I hear it. It sounds like Fire and Desire with uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And, you know, they, they don't have it. They don't have it, bro. I think T, uh, Impact... I was going to shout out TNA. I think Impact dropped the ball with this one. Let's see what they... Let's see where they go. But definitely the chase... Yeah, I think they're going to be better. transitional champions, bro. We'll, we'll see what happens, but... 
Um, well, I'm optimistic. It's not like the impact wrestling, women's wrestling, or knockouts division is in shambles whatsoever. They're all solid wrestlers on their own. And you just throw on some tag teams in there. I think it'll be perfectly fine. I think it's this is still a better choice than maybe having like let's say Jazz and and Jordan Grace go over. As much as I love Jazz, mm-hmm. as much as I love Jordan Grace, I think um, this would have been this is this is just fine. We'll see what happens. I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna see what happens. Ah, I'll be the sour puss. Hell yeah, hell yeah, in Nevada, bro. They, it would have been. It, they would have added a caveat to the tournament. It would have been cool. The right team would have went over. Um, I don't know, man. It, it was a fucking dub for me. So built, yeah, built, we can move built on up this so match, well though. too. Like this reminds me of, of the TNT yeah. title match, the inaugural one, because they had you know Brian Hebner, uh, you know Earl Hebner's son as the referee. They had yeah. Gail Kim and Madison Ring present the titles. Like big match feels, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big match feels, man. But I, that's that's all I think it is. I'm gonna stick where they want to capitalize with that. Let's get on to the next impromptu match, a match that wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. Uh, we have the arriving Ace Austin, um, the X Cup winner, with his uh, his bodyguard, Madman Fulton, uh, basically doing the whole complaining hmm. why he's not on. Um, hard to kill you know he's like impact wrestling's greatest x division champion x division wrestler wrestler by far and he wants to be added to the the x division title match um you have your boy come out here putting a shame on his name right now announcing that he's not gonna go ahead into that x division match but he does have a match for him i found this interesting i don't, I don't know how, how you felt about this but i found that there was an opponent line in the weight and i have my thoughts about this um we get our impact mm. debut in an impromptu match of your boy matt cardona <laughs> i know you was hyped because that's your dude <laughs> hell yeah i was hyped with uh with a titantron and everything <laughs> he was ready um mm-hmm. a, a two to three minute match ends in disqualification and i was a little sour on that i will admit that but um Let's just throw that out the window. Like, I understand your point of view on it. You were saying that you can't beat Ace Austin just yet after winning that tournament. And you can't beat Cardona mm-hmm. as well, too, on his debut. So, you have to find mm-hmm. a way out. But, let me throw this out to you. We have this working relationship with AEW. <sighs> Bro, my mind, you know, our minds, we think a certain way, man. I'm just thinking of all the talent that AEW does not use. Imagine they're just going to be slowly going to impact just as as like fodder or like, you know, people to use wrestlers just to use just to make the brand or build the brand better. Hell, what if impact wrestling is slowly becoming like their evolve? Mm, That's food for thought right there. And that'll be amazing. Uh, Yeah, I think that would be amazing for a bunch of talent out there that doesn't get used um the only thing i would look well no it, it would actually be good because you could still have your dark and that would alleviate a little bit of pressure of aw dark if if this was to go down like you said so that would be exciting i think so because you know i'm looking at cardona and i'm like all right he, he had a great opportunity with aew um but i i, I can't mm-hmm. deny the fact that i love him in impact more than aew i feel like there's more room for him to grow Mm-hmm. Uh, a rivalry that's already mm-hmm. set in place with Brian Myers. Um, you can either throw a tag team mm-hmm. run there, or you could get the singles run with both of them. Hell, with 
Impact Wrestling not having the deepest division right now, I could see a person like Cardona with his presence, his mic work, and his in-ring work, his physique, his his social media presence, because he has a huge social media presence. I would skyrocket that motherfucker to the top as one of your main attractions for the heavyweight title. Oof. Mm-hmm. Really that fast? It's like ooh, they don't have a secondary really? title that could work with him. It's not like they have like their US title. Okay. And I don't see him in the X division. Mm-hmm. I think he's a big enough name that you could throw yeah. him in. Like I think he's big and bigger than Rich Swan, in my opinion. Mm, yeah, you're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. He ain't lying. <laughs> but um it, 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 I, I can see it, yeah, just because the division is not that deep. And they, he definitely is leaps and bounds above some people, even just presence-wise, like character-wise, Rich Juan, like you said. Um, honestly, the way to work it is, yeah, like you said, perfect, perfect rivalry right there. Him and Brian Myers. I think these guys will put on excellent matches yeah. every Tuesday. Um, were you surprised to see him, or is this something that... Yeah, you were? Okay, yes. good. Yeah, I was, I was, I was. I, w- I wasn't expecting this. You know, I'm one that never really reads the rumor sheets and stuff like that and goes online maniacally like I need to know. No, I, I like to be surprised. I don't I don't read into all that stuff. So genuinely my reactions when Matt Cardona came out, I was surprised. I was like, wow. I was like, this this is big for impact. This is cool. This is but then I was like, what the hell happened? Weren't you in AEW a minute ago? So like you said, I, I was super excited. Because I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but what I do appreciate about this dude, he he loves he loves the business. He loves the sport. He's just not a gimmick, you know, because uh, multiple times this guy could have broken, and he said it in interviews. He was like, I remember just sitting back in WWE lunchrooms, tables, uh, to the verge of breaking, but I kept pushing because I love this business. So his grind, his story, that's what made me like him, and he can get down in the ring. So, but... I think he's in the right spot with Plus, Impact Wrestling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, things get interesting, Tanil. That's what it tells me. That sounds real good right there. <laughs> there you go. That's a perfect fucking rivalry, bro. Start that off. Well, we were surprised with that right there, but what wasn't surprised was the next match and how great it was. I think, oh, man. A candidate for a show stealer, bro. I know you didn't like the outcome, but it was yeah. a fucking phenomenal match. No, no, I agree with you. Once I saw this match was announced for Hard to Kill a, a while back, I had tweeted it. I was like, bro, this could be match of the night. This can steal the show. These three guys are phenomenal. This X Division Championship match was great. We saw Chris Bay take on Manic, take on the Desi Hitman, <laughs> Roji Raju. So, it, it bro, it, it stole the show from top. It was high octane top rope uh everybody had their moment um phenomenal phenomenal match uh yeah i still feel that maybe uh, real quick i mean manic went over of course you can get into your views why 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 did we pull the trigger with chris bay last chris night bay stole the show for me bro i think everything he did. he did was crisp i think i love once again the commentary shine in this match because um each commentator, whether it's Zelo or Stryker, really had their history uh, with each individual mm-hmm. person. You know, you had Stryker talking about, you know, the Desi Hit Squad with Rohit. You had, you know, TJP, you know, his multiple appearances in different countries, traveling to different areas. And mm-hmm. then you had Zelo that really 
hammered down how much he cared about Chris Bay and his performances around the world and how he's someone that that we're looking for like as far as a future star um Bay bro with with his innovation his springboard moves held the times he did the the cutters yeah. out of nowhere and then the double springboard mm-hmm. cutter was just fantastic I will I will give yeah. some 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 shine to TJP. You know, TJP, excellent wrestler. His submissions were off the chart. That little crucifix power bomb yeah. was great. Um the Texas Club that modify. was genius. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I will give a criticism with the whole angle of like I'm not TJP. Mm-hmm. Uh even when <laughs> even manic. when you take the mask off, it's just fucking TJP <laughs> with makeup. <laughs> <laughs> no i agree that was that was pretty damn stupid i, I won't lie i would have just much preferred you know like a semi baby <laughs> mask under that i would have preferred that as opposed to just face paint but um yeah i agree with you chris based on the show the commentary is on point tjp i one thing I did like about the commentary was the back and forth between yeah. Matt Striker and D'Lo Brown, where he was like, where he was like, well, only TJP and Manic could pull a move like that. And D'Lo Brown was like, why are you calling my man TJP? It's Manic, you know. But that back and forth, I I really did enjoy that, and I think it added to the angle of what they're selling yeah. here in this storyline. So um, it was phenomenal. Yo, these three great competitors have been battling for this title for the past like six yeah. months already. Do you think it's a mm-hmm. break? It's time for a break for these three. Do you think? something because that's hard though because when you look at Rohit I don't see him anywhere else besides this division I wouldn't see him you know going no. for the main title I don't see him anywhere else besides a comedy angle because he plays comedy pretty well so I don't know Bay I think Bay could break out if you wanted to but you yeah. had multiple opportunities to like align him with somebody and it just didn't work out. Like I thought, him and Moose would have been a great alliance. I thought him and Willie Mack would have been a fun alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They even had something going on a couple of months back with him and Eric Young. I was like, something would have been great there. I think he just needs to be aligned with one person, and it will work out. Um, TJP, mm-hmm. I don't know how long this manic angle is gonna last. Um, I hope my heart of hearts is this: we're doing all this stuff at TJP because he can go in the ring. I'm really hoping that, you know, the little little tidbit I put out there earlier about AEW throwing some wrestlers to, to Impact, yeah. that can help, bro. Because, yeah, I mean, we have our main people, you know, on, on AEW, but when you throw someone like um, Brian Pillman Jr., for example, right there, um, I'm just trying to think of someone who's not used as much as they should be in AEW. Um, you got, Sonny Kiss. Fluffler, bro. You got... Sunny Kiss, you got Joey Janela, you got uh like kinda that the dude that teams up with um yeah. Brian Pillman Jr. Um Sir, who else do you have? Peter Serpentico Luther, you have a plethora, bro. I would even sit here and say, I mean, it would never happen. I mean, with the addition of the song, I'm sure he'll probably get used now, but even Jungle Boy doesn't get used as much, bro. So you have a ton of characters that I definitely could make very this crossover. Interesting, very interesting. TJP does keep the title and goes on for the night as well, too. The night's not over, though. We still have a lot more happening in this um, in this event. Let's talk about uh, this match, which... Okay, I omit. This is not my f- 
favorite Meh. Diana Peraza performance. <laughs> Meh. You know, for the, like I texted you for the first time, I actually did not want to watch a Diana Perrazzo match. And it was, it, 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 I reiterate, it's not because it's Taya Valkyrie, because Taya Valkyrie is a phenomenal wrestler, but it's a match that's just we don't know what to do right now we don't have nobody for you we want to kind of develop this little sue young angle a tad bit more so this is what we're going to give you so i would i mean we got the typical diana perrazzo with the little joint manipulation but i just think stylistically yeah. they don't match up well no you're but right you we can have at it i, I really didn't i really i really think the styles really clash in this match too hard um because at the end of the day taya valkyrie's not a baby face and as much as you're trying to make her a baby face it wasn't working out properly Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Diana Perrazzo. I think this match started in a clusterfuck anyway, with all like the groups hanging around yeah. getting sent back. I felt like that was a waste of time. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, do I appreciate the clean victory from Diana with the armbar? Sure, great. Um, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you're right, like, there's nothing for Diana right now. I, you know, what it really was, I'll say it right now. I love Diana Perrazzo mm-hmm. so much, but I think the whole Kylie Ray incident that was supposed to happen at Bound for Glory, I really feel like that was supposed to open up some doorways for a lot of other women. I think we were going to probably put mm-hmm. Deanna Praz on the back burner just for a little bit, and I think you could have yeah. went to town with a lot of heels, like you could have had Kimberly fight for, fight for the title, you could have had Tanel Dash with a fight for the title, you could have had uh, Tyre Valkyrie fight for the title as a heel. I think there were certainly enough heels to, to throw at Kylie until finally you got back to Deanna to take that title back. Yeah. I, I think Deanna was gonna, yeah, like, chase Kylie, bro. Like, I think that's that was the whole thing. I think they were really banking on Kylie and Deanna. And we got, you know, <clears throat> the, the incident with Kylie. So this is where we're at right now. And yeah, there's not much for her, bro. Yeah. It's that and not enough baby faces females as well, too. Yeah, I'm trying to think right now. Baby faces for females, you really don't have any. Tasha Stills. Because uh, <laughs> Susie. Yeah, you got Tasha Stills and you care Hogan's. Sue so, so Young with the Susie thing really didn't work out that much. Jordan Grace. Um, but that's been done. I don't. That's been done. Yeah, that's that's been done. Uh, Alicia Edwards. Yo, Eddie. Yo, Eddie. I'm going for the title. <laughs> yo, yo, bro. I would, I would cry. I would love if I saw that. I would actually go for Yo, Eddie. Yo, Bay. I'm doing. I'm this, bringing Eddie. the bacon I'm home. Okay. For us. But I'm, I'm bringing the bacon. We're going home. to Wahlburger after this. <laughs> We're doing this for Boston. <laughs> you ever seen a departed? I'm gonna be the Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I'll own the night, Eddie. <laughs> I'm so done. I actually want that now. Oh, Please, those movies Wrestling, are great. Yeah, those movies listen are great. to this. Make Alicia Edwards the main baby face. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> But I mean, overall, we saw Deanna Perrazzo get the clean win. Like you said, I'm happy with that. Um, I think it's time, bro. I, I don't, I don't. What's next for her, bro? There's not much yeah, talent. Works. Do you think? Like you said, <laughs> <laughs> and yo, Eddie. Like, um, can we see a crossover from AW? Like, since you said the idea, you know, with the I wouldn't be opposed like to it. I, I think you have some baby faces 
that you could throw. Like a Chris Statlander coming back would be great for Deanna Perrazzo. Um, a Sh- uh, was it Shana? Mm-hmm. Shana? She would be oh, great yeah, Shana, as well yeah. too. If you if we open up, you know, borders again with, with plane travels and, and from Japan as well too. Rio mm-hmm. coming back would be interesting for her as well too. Yeah, it's a lot of people in yeah. AEW you could throw right. at her. Um, you know, it's just tough because you don't right. want to kill what Deanna Prazo has right now. If you're gonna make her lose, you gotta make her lose the right way. Like I think it was fast that Bound for Glory the way she lost to Sue Young, but then again. We brought back Sue Young, so I understand why. Yeah, that was the that was the bigger picture because overall there's still a bigger picture because you know your boy uh, yes. Father Mitchell, whatever his name is, you know, you know he he hey yes he you know he took her supposedly cleansed her now this is the Susie we got the Sue Young we got so there's obviously a bigger picture here but I think maybe it's time to start visiting that and you know throwing out the breadcrumbs because well, you know what the, time, what the time is now you know what we really gotta talk about oh the Bro. cinematic match <laughs> the, the the karate man i don't care what play. cinematic match we get for the rest of 2021 <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be in our category the- next for for the end of the year like best cinematic <laughs> matches uh, this has to be like one of the best things I've people are hate this shit people really hate this shit they hate this shit more than the Jericho thing they hate this shit more than the Bray Wyatt uh, the stadium stampede uh, the Bernie with, with fucking Orton and Bray Wyatt they hate this with a passion and I don't no. know why <sighs> why I, I don't understand and I never will understand why because this is brilliant. This is gold. This These organizations outside from WWE show you that you don't have to do too much mm-hmm. to put on something sweet and funny and excellent. And I'm sure I, I, it's obvious the message they were portraying. This is obviously the death of Ethan Page and Karate Man is going to have the single run. But... Um, Bro, it was just all the Mortal Kombat Karate Kid throwback, callback. I lost it when this dude did the Liu Kang kick, and you can tell he's laying on the ground. It was it, it was brilliant, man. It was great. It was funny. You had your humor, short and sweet. That's what it was good. That's why it. It made uh, an amazing impact. It's short and sweet. If this would have went yeah. any longer, yeah, terrible. Like four to five minutes <laughs> but of just chaos, <laughs> like sixteen-bit goodness in every way possible. <laughs> yeah. Old school Mortal Kombat one vibes, Karate Kid vibes, yeah. Street Fighter vibes. Like this is you could tell he's a fan of like nineties fighting games, and it was fantastic. Yeah. It- like um i'm trying to remember even yes. primal rage you know they had that imprint character in the background and it, it was phenomenal bro with the fatality when he ripped out the if there's arm. one thing that i can say about impact wrestling you know criticize all you want but in impact wrestling no one stays dead forever so it's all we need is father yeah. mitchell to be like yo yeah. what up son get up rise word <laughs> rise from your grave and there's also there's one thing about impact that they know how to do bro i'll wait anybody y'all can at me 
yeah, they know yeah. how to do yeah, cinematic do. matches, bro. I don't, <laughs> don't want to hear it. The moves was excellent. This, bro, this was brilliant. So far, this is out of cinematic matches. This is one, yeah. you know, candidate for the year, bro. But it, it, it was great. My thing to you is, we know Ethan Page is a phenomenal, phenomenal wrestler. I said to you, he doesn't need this Karate Man gimmick to have a singles run. We've been clamoring for an Ethan Page singles run. We got it with Karate Man. How do you feel about it? I, I don't know. I might have to weigh my judgment a month from now and see exactly where we are with Karate Man. But <laughs> I have I have uh, some kind of optimism that there might be something. Like, if he comes out and beats the shit out of, like, Manic and wins the exhibition title, I'll lose it. But, like, for all the wrong reasons, though. So. <laughs> Bro, I love the fact that this dude has two Twitters, the, the underscore Karate Man and official ego. <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah, I would like to see. I, I, I still don't think he needs it, but honestly, um, maybe just throw him uh, his former tag team partner. Uh, like you said, have him go, make a go at the X Division. I think it would be great. It would be fun. I don't know. There, there's endless possibilities, but I still <clears throat> don't think it needs. It's, it's needed. not needed whatsoever, but. We'll see where where they progress with this. I don't see this maybe lingering on for too long, but who knows? If Curry Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I was thought that's even better than what I was gonna say. I want to see Karate Man go up against oh. Moose and take the TNA Impact with EC3 no. doing <laughs> commentary. <laughs> Control your narrative. <laughs> you. Did you see the tweet, bro? Like, I, I still feel that maybe he's lingering around a little bit with Impact because he tweeted Moose again, you know, control your narrative, unless that's the story development for him. And I don't know. That, so. that, that was a good question because I saw the tweet as well, too. And um, maybe it's EC3 just trying to connect himself still with Moose. Um, since this is like the ultimate mm-hmm. goal that we wanted Moose to be in the main event. Uh, maybe that's like the words of encouragement from his character, I want to say. But it's interesting to see what they can do with EC3. Yeah. I think he's sorely missed right now from Impact Wrestling since he's not being utilized correctly in ROH. Um, in ROH. But yeah. yeah, epic match, if you want to call it a match, cinematic match. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about this co-main event, though. Whoo, Barbed Wire Massacre. Um, Eddie Edwards. Yo, Eddie. <laughs> Yo, nah, don't go out there. Let me do this. Yo, bro, I thought he was going to hit it. He was like, I got this. I, I was waiting for him to hit it with, this is your home. <laughs> like, this, this is your home. <laughs> That's all I thought about. Oh. <laughs> Date night status, bro. Bro, like, they're like the epic, like, ghetto busted couple and it's fucking fantastic it's oh, like watching are. ted they're like the bonnie and clyde yeah i'm just amazed it's like watching ted <laughs> um, for, um any other <laughs> yeah. words you know uh, taking on sammy callahan and this blood and guts hardcore crazy bloody massacre kind of fight um did i expect it to be as bloody as i saw no i thought this was gonna be Along the sides of what we saw in the hardcore match earlier, just a little bit more upped. But no, bro, like these guys mm. went after everything like blood, sweat, yeah. tears. Like this was one of the more violent matches that I've seen in, in, in uh, Impact Wrestling. Yeah. And I enjoyed every minute of it. I'm not really 
maybe recently I haven't been a fan of hardcore wrestling because I don't know maybe because it's been a while since I've conditioned my mind to to enjoy it but it, it brought me back to all the good old days of like the death matches with Cactus Jack and stuff like that and I, I, I enjoyed it I welcomed it you know what um, these guys have a storied rivalry bitter enemies going at each other for some years now um I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm really not a fan of death matches. Uh, maybe I could get down with the hardcore matches. So I was kind of iffy about this match. I'm like, oh, I- I'm not even going to lie. I was like, barbed wire massacre, bro. This shit is about to get crazy. I-, I may watch with one eye, you know, open, like when you watch mm-hmm. a horror movie through the fingers. Really not a fan of death matches. Um, but it was subtle, but it was violent. But it was subtle, yeah. it was tasteful. If, if, if you understand, like, because sometimes you see some of these matches, you know, like, let's say a la Dean Ambrose, uh, John Moxley, these people take blender <laughs> blades to the face for no fucking reason. Uh, a la know? Sabu, like, so it was it this... Sabu and Terry Funk, what was it, the uh, Barbara Wire rope match where Sabu ripped his tricep yeah, off the, the rope? Yeah. Yeah, bro. It, that, that I can't do. This, this was, it, it was you know like they advertise it barbed wire massacre but very tastefully done so that's why i enjoyed it it was it was hard hitting um it did have a lot more color than you know the old school rules match wow um when eddie took that that tumble on the Scary. chain rope that they had matt, and the you matt striker cast yeah. was like, oh, that was great <laughs> yeah <laughs> Bro, because you heard it. I was like, oh, God, that's scary. I did like the fact that it started very slow. I also did enjoy the the setup. It looked very weird. On one side, you had, like, half a cage. Then on one side, you had the barbed wire wrapped up. Then you had the MVP of the match, which which was the panel that just did not want to stay still. Like, the ref had to get it. They had to get it. Um, I did enjoy the slow, methodical pace, the selling of Sammy Callahan, like, all right, bro, we're, we're in this now. We're, we're here. And then not, they didn't get thrown into the barbed wire really quick. That's why I enjoyed it as well. And, you know, it was Sammy Callahan that, of course, got introduced to the barbed wire first. And then Eddie Edwards kind of doing his best Jesus Christ yeah. coordination with the barbed wire on Sammy Callahan. I was like, oh, God. But it, it was a phenomenal match from the pile driver from the second rope into the panel by Sammy Callahan to Eddie Edwards. It, it, it was a great culmination to their I, you know I don't know what was better in my opinion I, I, I'm still I, I think I'm tied between this match and the X Division title match I know they're totally two different style yeah. matches um, but mm-hmm. I was I think I think I was more satisfied with this match with the ending as well too I like the fact that Eddie Edwards won yeah. it shows like that true baby face you know winning a scrap a fight yeah. um, I never got your your thoughts or feelings. I, I got your thoughts and feelings about Eddie Edwards, but I never got your thoughts and feelings about Sammy Callahan, bro. I love Sammy Callahan. I mean, I recently, I, 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 I when I say I love him, I, I don't go back in time with Sammy Callahan. Like I started really researching and looking when he hit NXT as Solomon Crow, where I was like, okay, I could fuck with this dude. I'd like you. So that's when I started. You know, getting a little bit of the Sammy Callahan, but um, I think I think he's brilliant. He's great. He's that dirty, dirty heel that's yeah. needed in sport. 
and obviously you know he 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 does a little tinkering as well he has the mind for the business because he does some tinkering backstage with impact but he's that dirty hill this is the guy that spits yeah. up a loogie and catches it this is a guy that pile drivers women's for just shits and giggles <laughs> you know this is the guy that power bombs Tessa Blatcher and he has no this, this he's old school heel as well that's why I love him he's not afraid of the heat kind of like an iron sheik or sergeant slaughter they don't care about the heat they welcome it and and that's why I love Sammy oh, yeah. Callahan. Uh, anybody that names his finisher the cactus yeah. driver is is, is a, a fan yeah. always. Like <laughs> I, I love myself with Sammy Callahan. I loved him when he was Solomon Crow. I feel like he never got the, the just due that he deserved. Um, I loved him in Lucha Underground. I loved him everywhere mm-hmm. else. MLW, um, fucking Impact Wrestling. Anywhere that he goes, CCW. Anywhere he goes, he. He gives 100,000% into his matches. He is an old-school heel. I do wish that he would capitalize and bank on himself a little bit more. I feel like he's giving more than than receiving on his own name and what i mean by that there's only there's always so much that you can actually give on your name i look at big show for example big show gave so much to the wwe to the point where his name means nothing now to the name to, to the point where his name means he could get yoked up on live tv by randy orton with one hand and look like he's about to cry to randy orton this guy's almost seven feet tall and he's getting yoked up by Randy. <laughs> and Randy's calling him a bitch to sit down. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Like, what is this? This is not believable whatsoever. So I feel like I don't think he's in yeah. that position, Sammy Callahan. But I feel like if he doesn't get some key wins that makes his name like notorious the way he is, he's going to fall down to the guy that like, oh, you win some, you lose some, you were a great hand. But I don't want him that way, bro. I want him. I really want him as a world champion. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like they took the belt off oh, way too fast agree. on him. I agree. I agree. I think they took the belt off way too fast. And yesterday, in my opinion, uh, you probably disagree with me, but these two guys are kind of like the pulse yeah. and the heartbeat of Impact. Their rivalry, you know, has kept impact around him as well with Tessa Blanchard. Uh, he, he's won awards. I think he even had like top wrestler of the year for that rivalry with Tessa Blanchard. And, and I do agree with you. A lot of people have benefited off of him. And it would suck if he fell into that big show realm. And maybe, maybe slowly he's transitioning into that. And, and it sucks. Yeah, bro. Exactly. Not just great. Tessa, um, also with the OVO, was it OVE? Ohio versus everyone mm-hmm. angle that he had as well to yeah. elevating those guys at the time. I mean, yeah. this guy has That's given facts. a lot to pro wrestling. I feel like just because he's that like prototypical heel, old school heel, he gets that bad vibes from the new generation, the fucking like Y generation Y uh, of, of fans out there. Like, oh, he's yeah. too violent, they- ducky. He's too this, he's too yet. And, and, and that's the thing that generation didn't grow up on these heels as we did so that's why maybe some of them yeah. may not understand the solomon crow but that's what's needed nowadays we need a heel like this and not many people are are, yeah. are willing to take the heat like a solomon crow no, man, I, I, I mean solomon uh sammy callahan you hear me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's better than you morris okay so fuck that shit <laughs> oh god general you erection terrible <laughs> but but i agree with you bro honestly this and the triple threat match were probably it is like, even hard with the main like, event see the main event i have to like throw like a caveat because i knew this main event was gonna be great no matter what 
Like, there was no question that this was going to be a sucky yeah. main event. So it's hard to put that in the category of like impact matches because this match was elevated with Kenny Omega. Um, but god damn, was yes. this a great main event. Let's just start it off, bro. Ah, Moose entrance. Fantastic! Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know what? Fantastic. I'm not even mad that he was the first one to come out. I'm happy that he was the first one to come out. Big main event, main event spot for Moose. Set the tone. All eyes on Moose from the jump, brother. So I loved it, man. <laughs> yeah, it set the fucking tone. And uh, Chris it, Saban, it, it was phenomenal. Uh, that he came out Rich one. Yeah. I, I really don't want to bark on the dude <laughs> because it's not like he's a bad dude. He's not like he's a bad wrestler. Oh, ahead, like, that's not it whatsoever. <laughs> I just feel like he's in a place. He's in a, Exactly. Like, you built him up with. Where he shouldn't money. be. You didn't tell a proper story with him. Even his redemption story with Eric Young was fucking fast-tracked for no apparent reason. Um, which you had Eddie Edwards, which was more of a credible yeah. champion. Um, Rich Swan really hasn't done anything as a champion either lately. He's not a mm-hmm. champion or brand ambassador. His matches are not like five-star or even three-star qualities. I feel like the people that he's fought mm-hmm. so far, Eric Young, better, uh, when, when he was fighting Eric Young, Eric Young looked great. Uh, when he was fighting Chris Bay, Chris Bay looked fantastic. Um, yeah, exactly. So you have all even on the promo. Matches, Chris I don't Bay know, man. I, I understand. You know, he's a guy. He's given a lot to the business. Baltimore cat. I can't be mad at that whatsoever. But I just feel right now, the wrong man has a title, and the wrong man is leading your company, and it shows tonight because of the of the actual um, fatality of a finish. But yeah, we have Rich Swan coming out to his little fucking yeah. jive dancing, which I hate. Yeah. Um, you would think he'd be serious. You would think he would be like, like Bret Hart, like I'm gonna fuck some people I mean, up. This is like I don't would, know my you shit. Would, you would think he would be serious. You would think that you know you have this cross promotion battle going on, like you said, yeah. failed, failed attempts to make him look strong, failed attempts. If anything. If anything, the late replacement Moose yeah. did more than him in just one fucking night than this dude did like in the month of this whole cross promotion thingy. You know, because Moose said it. Moose was like, I'll be damned if somebody comes up in here in our organization gets away with these shenanigans. He, bro, that, yeah, perfect fucking promo. And then him and Don Callis. And then, I mean, Definitely, I agree with you. There's a lot of other players that can carry the torch for impact, and it's not Rich Wong. So here's it's the, the talk of the and town it, for and me. It I, I, I still haven't looked at the logistics, the legalities, or anything of everything. Mm. Bro, Gals and Anderson the, come out the with bullet, bullet club tire. Not even subtle. <laughs> not just subtle shit like maybe it's a jacket, maybe it's a skull. Yeah. No. Full blown on their tights, on their shirts, nah, on their vests. Bullet Club. They're they're announcing this as a Bullet Club reunion, which I crack up because the Bullet Club is still in New Japan with no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got Kenny Omega. Bro, which back the I still think that was in his closet somewhere. He was like, I need to match orange somehow. <laughs> like, straight up. Straight up. <laughs> and the. And then I think pro wrestling teams yes. took the opportunity to say Oldie but good goody, and I think they still have. You gotta it. make a quick dollar <laughs> somehow, man. I understand. 
<laughs> but no, I mean, I haven't looked into, you know, the logistics of it as well, like you said. But this just, maybe I'm different, maybe I'm wrong, I take different. This just means that there's probably working relationships, you know? I mean, I get it, the brand, it's New Japan, but ah, maybe maybe, maybe, they're, maybe he's just such in a good place with New Japan, the whole maybe. Bullet Club and everything, that... They're like, all right, you're Omega, you got this. But not even maybe, Omega, because it's the just a bigger picture really a of something to come down Carl Anderson. So if anybody who has like the poll right now, it's probably him with some shirts. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. It probably it probably hot Asian Carl wife. Anderson, Carl Anderson <laughs> loves himself in Japan. You know, he got the super hot. J- yeah, that's what I was gonna say. As he always says, man, man, can I say your say? I don't care that he didn't have no. I really feel like he, he expected it too. And he was just I like, I haven't seen that it. in a while. <laughs> I think the fact that it was just silent, it was even better. I haven't seen that in a while. I love Carl Anderson, man. He's 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 different. I like it. He's just he's like uh, I'm trying to compare him to somebody. He's just so short and volatile, full of energy. He's just yeah, great, bro. I love it. Kenny Omega, he's like a John Silver. Is it still jarring to you that you saw? Because I haven't seen this in a very very long time. Another champion in the main event of another organization. And just star power, bro. Like Kenny Omega looks like a fucking million bucks, even though he got a tan like Hulk Hogan right now. <laughs> bro, I was seeing the from the match. He looked like, a like why are you gonna call a bacon right now, Kenny? Movie, bro, you need ass. to chill out. <laughs> 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 Dude look like a pepperoni. <laughs> I'm not done. But but it was it was it was jarring. I I I didn't think he was gonna pin him. It also just saves the one winged angel. It's just fucking saved beyond belief. It's gonna take somebody special to kick out of that move, bro. Um but it, it was it was appalling. It was it was like wait, what not appalling, but for me it was jarring. I was like Am I, yeah. am I seeing this correctly? Did he pin Impact's champion? It it, it, it was stunning. It's it, it leads to a lot of storylines. Well, just two really. To one one that I don't want because everybody's clamoring and they're saying that by the end of 2021, Omega will have Impact World title by next month. He will. Which I don't want to see that. You think so? That's that. I, I I believe that's the wrong thing to do because you're just whoring out your company, in my opinion, and you're just banking everything on Omega AEW. It should not be done. The route that they should roll is with the interjecting of Moose. Like, how did you get pinned? How did you allow another wrestler, another champion, come in your yeah. domain and <laughs> pin you? So I'm gonna beat the shit out of you for that. Strap. I mean, you get what I'm saying? Like that's as the shocking as roll. as the I don't want to see Omega was, Impact Champion. The though. match itself was just epic beyond belief. Everybody had a starring role. Anderson looked great. Yeah. Gallows and Moose looked yeah. like two titans fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Even Kenny Omega, Chris. Oh, it's the Spanish yes. fly from fucking the Moose. Spanish fly. The moon soul. The Spanish fly. The attempt of a one-winged moose. angel to yeah. Moose was looking beautiful. The doomsday device that they performed like Kenny Omega. <laughs> oh, I could go yeah. on. The, oh, well, just so many moments. Bro, even... Mm-hmm. I, I'll say this right now. I was more impressed with Chris Saban and Kenny Omega than I was with Rich Swan and Kenny Omega. I thought that that false finish of... 
um, uh, Chris Saban pulling the cradle shock on Kenny Omega and getting the false win, like almost a three, that was fucking yeah. phenomenal. Like I bought into that. I was like, look yeah. at you, Chris Saban, looking like 2007 again. Mm-hmm. Yo, bro, Chris Saban was yeah. super low key under the radar, and he was actually impactful in this match. Like he was actually playing. I don't want to say playing second fiddle, but you know. This is Chris Saban. He's done everything under the fucking stars. So he was just happy to be there. He was chill. He was doing his thing, but low key under the radar. And he was very impactful. I agree with you. His interaction, Moose's interaction. I felt a little lackluster with the Rich Swan in Omega. It, it was something yeah. that was just, you know, if they built up to it, even with the build up to the tags to then let's go at it, it felt lackluster. It didn't feel as impactful as the Chris Saban or the Moose. Or even Moose with Gallo, or even Chris Saban with Carl. So I, I just think it's Rich Swan, and we don't want to bash him here because he's phenomenal. But it's just him; he doesn't belong here. It's like Roman Reigns when they were trying to yeah, shut him down. Yeah, because even like I got a lot, know, I get a lot of comparison to Kofi Kingston with, with Rich Swan. I feel like that's not the case either. Because even with Kofi winning, I think Kofi well earned. And no, no, yes, he did. His his matches were great. Even he though they were little, that all of them were like well. one off matches, I enjoyed his title reign. I don't like how it ended, but hey, that to each his own, I guess. But at the same time, I feel like his title reign was far superior compared to what Rich Swan is doing right now. Um, I, just, I don't think that Rich Swan has the charisma. Yeah. Yo, even it, bro, y'all be gangster right now. Even the fucking like intro or the pre-show of seeing fucking Rich Swan complain about Moose. This is Moose. Moose. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> bro, that made me laugh more than anything. He's over there to Scott the Moore. Really, bro? Moose, bro? I'm like, not at all. Bro, if I was Scott the Moore, I slapped the shit out of him. Come across as intimidating. You're a champion. And, <laughs> well, we're, we're, shut the fuck up. It's Moose. Yeah, it's Moose. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, but the match, even though we still feel that Rishwan is out of place, it delivered, man. And it was historic because yeah. we haven't really seen cross promotions like this in a minute, you know? So it, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan right now for any organization that you love or whatever you back up it's overall a great time and i think like i said kenny yeah, omega I agree is you. making I agree wrestling so if we gotta slap the turnbuckle on this Honestly. event what would you give hard to kill <clears throat> Ooh, mm. i gotta slap see that turnbuckle i give it a 2.5 I give it a two point five. Yeah, I can't. I can't say three because the 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 flaws were really bad for me. Which was the Nevaeh Havoc not going over. Deanna Perazzo and Ty Valkyrie wasn't that impressive. I really didn't give a shit about the the old school match. You know, violent by design and stuff like that. I'm gonna so give it a two point five. I give it well a hard. Too. I couldn't 2. give it a three for those reasons. As well, too, I felt like um, you had an opportunity to really make this a three. You could have like had awesome matches. I still feel mm, like. I don't know. I have my thoughts on that mixed that intergender match, and I have my thoughts on the Doreen match as well too. I feel like those are lost causes. I feel like Diana Prazo. Yeah, I feel like there's no story coming out of a lot. That of nothing things. came I out. Feel of like it? the bigger stories were left okay. for the end, uh, which it's fine. Like you know, okay. Impact AEW. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Eddie Edwards and fucking um, Sammy Callahan, classic and exhibition. I think that was enough for me to say this was a great show. Um, will it be remembered? Mm-hmm. I definitely think so. I think if you go down history one year later, 
I'm gonna remember Kenny Omega pinning Rich Swan in a in an Impact Wrestling ring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. In his domain, in his house, clean, like straight one winged angel. And once I saw that, I was like, yeah, bro. It was. It was. I was like, this is really happening, and I'm still shocked. It almost feels. I'll tell you this much: it as makes crazy you want to see what happens AEW for the title. Yeah. It does. It does. Yes, he it, is. It Cyrus the virus is a fucking genius. Cyrus the virus. God, wrestling god right now. <laughs> yeah, man, he is. But um, two point five. Yeah, I think, I think that is our impact wrestling hard to kill review, man. If people wanted to locate you and talk to you about some Cyrus the virus, or if they want to talk to you and and ask you, bro, who is the best? Or at least the most underrated wrestler on AEW Dark. Where can people find you? Sunny <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Kiss. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, which, um, she's actually injured, so you know that's why she hasn't been around. Um, but yeah, y'all can find me at my Instagram and my Twitter, which is both go by the handle of Sun Eater One A S U N E A T E R the number one A all together. You can find me there. That's where I'm at. Um, if you guys enjoyed the kookiness and the fun that we just had here recapping Hard to Kill, you guys like mm-hmm. MMA? We just did the recap today as well. We putting in that twerk. We putting in that work. You know, uh, Val and I just did the review for Holloway versus Cater. That was last night. The UFC event. Well, yesterday during the day afternoon so we did mm-hmm. that podcast that's fresh out the womb like a baby is right there um, check it out the tkc podcast the kimura chronicles um it has a facebook it has an instagram and it has a twitter and that podcast is everywhere spotify apple iheart um spotify yeah you name it it's there um also lag switch gaming if you guys love the craziness that we did here and you just want to hear some video game talk with our boy Jake, with my boy Val, and some childhood friends that we grew up with, Black Switch Gaming, you can find that on Instagram and that Spotify. Um, that podcast is on Spotify and Apple. I got I got I gotta start distributing that all over the Twitter sphere, but um that's where I'm at right now. Um so yeah, those are my handles. Um if people want to talk to you about, you know, Jungle Boy and the copyrights to the song, the Tarzan Boy, and they want to talk about some uh let's say some pop culture about oh, if they want to hear me rant coming out March 26th where can clip, find you? Well, y'all need to fucking chill the fuck out. Um <laughs> fresh out the womb, placenta and all. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Lucha Val Cisco, on Instagram at Val Cisco underscore. And of course, pop culture fanatics where me, Jay Rand, our boy Jake comes on as well too, and a couple other people sometimes. We talk about everything from music to horror movies, so comic books to pop five countdown. So please enjoy the ride when it comes to pop culture fanatics. And of course, all these podcasts, like he said, are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Hell, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and of course, Anchor. And guys, if you want to just donate mm-hmm. anything to this cause right here, to the podcast, for the band, for the band. Um, exactly. Get your best Scott Pilgrim on right there. Oh, you guys, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. Hell yeah. <laughs> For real. Um, please, oh, yeah. on Anchor, on all these podcasts, you'll have a little Patreon where you can donate a dollar to $5 or $10 just to see this production value get a little bit better for these podcasts. And if not, if you feel like you just enjoy 
are our smooth Puerto Rican voices, please just like hell yeah. <laughs> so like, subscribe. Ooh, hell yeah. <laughs> hearts whatever it is share review leave a comment <laughs> hell even on anchor y'all can leave a voicemail telling, telling us what the fuck you guys talking about or just say hell yeah <laughs> so that's what i'm requesting right now uh, people just that leave some voicemail like, saying oh, hell yeah. yeah you know and it- <laughs> but um that's all for me brother what about you happen, do you have anything guys. to close out the show with Um, no, that's all for me as well. I'm just like looking forward to AEW, honestly, to see what's going on. I'm I'm yeah. really waiting for an uh, Impact Invasion. I'm 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 really waiting for that. So that's why I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Um, yeah, yeah that's I want to see Moose do a disco close on Kenny Omega on 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 AEW TV and just leave holding the Impact. No, no, holding the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. That that oh bro, I I I want to see that. That's what I want to see. I want to see Moose <laughs> going there, wreck shit, bro. I want to see him Spanish flash. He's unsafe. <laughs> Bret Hart would catch a heart he attack. Would up. He would end up. <laughs> <laughs> bro, everybody's unsafe to Bret Hart. But um, yeah, that's that's what I'm um, looking forward to. You know, we have this Rumble week wrestling. Are you looking forward to anything in this week? That's like the downside of this of, of wrestling this uh Ooh. this month. Um. Well, we'll cover it. <laughs> we'll cover WWE's it. WWE's been the no, downside. Are we looking forward to yeah. it? Not really, but hey, we'll see what happens. Ooh, the I'm new beginning forward, shows. I'm looking forward to some new Japan. That um, you're right about this. Uh, that, we got some new beginning shows. Yeah, new we got beginning some ROH shows, coming yeah, up. We got that. some Impact coming mm-hmm. up as well too. They have their own little live events that they're doing as well too. Mm-hmm. Hell, AEW with Beach Bash is coming up as well too. That should be fun. There you oh, go. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, I'm about if to you guys want to follow us on Twitch, now. you can find me. I don't know my Twitch handle is shit. Um, uh, that's that's that's. A, I think it's Val Cisco or Val underscore Cisco. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> but if you want to see us stream some Fire Pro Wrestling and go to town, please do so. Yeah, I haven't even used my Twitch in a minute, but I, yeah, I, I mean, I remember it because oh, yeah. there's two things that I love. <laughs> it's Ambient Ice Hour, so I got to jump on that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> With that, we are we taking get off of this open mic. <laughs> Take care, guys, and have a good one. Later.